Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. statewide nationwide worldwide you are listening to the three-man rush show i am the big o jerry ostrowski she is sarah larson and you're listening on the buffalo rumblings network and um it's been a while uh, we're excited to be back we're excited to be back on a super bowl sunday um hopefully one of these days we'll be wearing our red yes. white and blue <laughs> and we'll be uh anxiously awaiting a uh, Bills Super Bowl victory, but hey, today's three-man rush show on Buffalo Rumblings Network brought to you by the good folks at Picasso's Pizza, and uh, as always, we are presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful and best pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo's Pizza. You can ship them locally. You can get a nationwide order online at Picasso's Pizza. Net. Sarah, it is so good to see you. How are you? I know. Uh, I'm doing better. I, I know I sent out a tweet the other day. I, I wasn't feeling well. Um, you know, it, maybe it's a culmination of all the, the traveling, you know, at the, the end of the season, all coming, you know, piling upon me. But uh, I'm doing better. Um, you know, went and saw the doctor on Friday. So, you know, pushing through. You know, it's it, it's funny. People don't people don't understand. I mean, you travel a ton. It, it, it's 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 hard on the body i mean it's, it is it's, uh, it is it's uh definitely exhausting mentally and physically um but uh i love it don't get me wrong i love traveling traveling is probably the thing that i love you know the most and one day i want to be able to literally travel the world but um but you know i i, I don't regret any of it you know I've, I've done it a couple years in a row now and uh i'm i'm pretty used to it uh, i did well this season during the season I you know only got sick once um and it you know was short-lived so uh, it just you know like I said it once you once you finally get home and um and you know I, I spent a week and a half and then I went to Mobile for the the senior bowl so um it was right. like traveling again and uh came home and you know I knew things weren't quite right before I left and you know came back and you know kind of fell on my ass a little bit <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, uh, your body's. It's funny how your body has a way of telling you, "Yo, sit down, stop yeah. a while." You know, yep, definitely. But hey, we're excited to bring to you a uh, very uh, heck. We got a packed show today. We're going to talk about some of the things that have gone on recently in the world of the NFL. We're going to talk about some coaching changes, uh, some changes that might be happening soon, especially in Indianapolis. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the award show the other night and some of the awards that went out the new Hall of Fame inductees. Of course, we got this like really uh, important game today known as the Super Bowl. We'll talk about it. Uh, we'll get into the Senior Bowl. Sarah spent a week at the Senior Bowl, as she said. Uh, she was down there with Spence. And um, I don't think that people understand uh, just what goes into that Senior Bowl week and just how much information you can gather from uh, just a few practices and watching guys run around and and those different things as far as doing skill work in nine on seven and seven on seven and everything. So we'll pick her brain about that. But um, let's uh, let's get started with today's show, Sarah. And um, where do you want to begin? 
Well, I was just, you know, the the whole NFL news, uh, you know, um, more more Bills news too. Um, this morning, we found out that Josh was not going to undergo surgery on his elbow, and just the the rest, um, you know, over the next couple of months. Uh, I, I jokingly tweeted, "He better stop playing golf then, because <laughs> right. I, I definitely need Josh at a hundred percent next year." Um, you know, and it, and it's it's crazy to to know that um it you know his UCL was partially torn and it was a little bit worse than than most of us know um had known um but he you know he made a comment uh that the other day that it definitely impacted his ability to to throw the same way um you know so it, you know it, it's one of those things he still had twenty five hundred yards twenty touchdowns after the injury so you know I'm looking forward to a, a healthy Josh Allen heading into 2023. You know, I think the biggest thing with UCL injuries that people need to realize is, is a torn ligament's a torn ligament. I know they say partially torn. That means there's still some fibers connected, but it is still um, compromised. The thing is the body has an amazing way of scarring up, having scar tissue laid down and kind of creating a ligament like effect. So um, when you start talking UCLs, you start talking uh, years of, rehabbing and being away. So I think Josh is in the situation where he's had this before. He's had probably a torn at UCL for a bit, had it in college. I know that we've talked about it, but um, you know, his body heals it up. It scars it up. He's able to play at a high level. Unfortunately for a guy like Brock Purdy. And if you really want to follow a UCL injury and what it's going to take, um, I think it's been said that his is completely torn. Yes. And I they're going to have to go and go ahead and, and repair that. The, yeah, the end of the month. Watch, he's yeah, watch his timeline and just how what he has to go through to come back. That's why if you still – if you're not a baseball pitcher, okay, and, and you have the ability to keep playing like Josh does, you do it until the thing goes away. So hopefully we, we, <laughs> hopefully we yeah. quit worrying about Josh running and getting hurt. Let's figure out a way to protect him in the pocket so he doesn't get hurt. Um, yeah, that seems to be where he <laughs> tends to get compromised as far as injury goes. So, yeah, but that was good yeah. news about uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, you know, we we talked a little bit about the the coaching changes. Um, you know, we've had a slew of uh, head coaches, um, most notably Frank Wright and, and Sean Payton. I think are the the two biggest ones. Uh, Frank heading to Carolina and Sean heading over to Denver. Um, I mean, and Denver is just going crazy getting, you know, Brian Flores. Is there a defensive coordinator? There's just so much going on. Um, I'm a little nervous about Denver. Uh, I think it'll take them a year to get on track, but uh, I think that they're, you know, on paper, they're a good team. Um, but, you know, everyone in the East has made a, a change at either offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator, except for the bills. So it, it makes me a little nervous that, you know, we, we, you know, hung in there status quo. Um, there are still a couple of vac vacancies left. Indianapolis has their head coaching um, still vacant, but then again, you know, they uh, tweeted out this um, this morning and the NFL, uh, you know, sent out a news thing that they're, you know, targeting the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles as their new head coach. Um, and then Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, Washington commanders, offensive coordinator. There's been rumors that both Washington and Baltimore are looking, um, for the Kansas city, uh, chiefs, uh, offensive coordinator, which I still think he deserves a head coaching position. Um, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting 2023 with all these changes. Are you kind of surprised or, you know, is there anything that you were a little unexpected with as all these, you know, positions are starting to be filled? No, Sarah, I think the biggest thing I'm probably, uh, and I don't want to say I'm, I'm irate, but uh, of course, thank you, SPN. Thank you, uh, probably Kansas City Chiefs in conjunction with the Colts. So we're going to go ahead and announce the, the morning before the most important game of the season that the Eagles offense coordinator, and I'm going to butcher his last name, so I apologize, but it's a That's Shane, right, say it. <laughs> it so, yeah, I saw, I noticed that you were like, uh, off reporter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shane Station, I guess. I can't remember. But anyway, he's the target of the Colts um, as their head coach. That's fine. I wish they would just go ahead and somehow find a way to, uh, to, to, to not bring that up. But it's funny. I think there's a lot of jobs out there that are, that are up for grabs. You know, the, it looks like the Texans are going to hire the 49ers um, 
Uh, Slowick is their new OC. No, no, no surprise there, seeing as that D'Amico Ryan's is on that staff and in, in uh, out in uh, San Francisco, he's bringing somebody that he's familiar with. Um, you know, I think a big part of there, there's some things. I think there's still some sub stories out there. Like for instance, who's the new offense coordinator in Baltimore? Does that revolve around if, if um, you know, their quarterback is back or not? Um, right. You know, so there's things like that. I know uh, there's an interesting story today. I don't know if you saw it, but Vic Fangio, who's on his way to Miami to Miami. be the defense coordinator, the Eagles signed him to a two-week contract. So he's been working with the Eagles for the last two weeks really? as a defensive. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, as a defensive consultant to uh, help them prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs. So. Lots and lots of espionage going on in the league. Um, <laughs> you know, I do think the Eric Bieniemy situation is something to, to, that's worthwhile to talk about anyway or look at. Um, you know, uh, I don't think that his contract will be renewed in, in Kansas City. I think I think he's up. I imagine uh, isn't yeah, he up? That's for, what yeah. that's what they're saying. That's why yeah. you know they can do a lateral move without there being any right. issue. Uh, right. Kansas City objecting to it. So. Right. I don't I know. My, I mean, I think my biggest surprise other than letting him go. Um, I mean, you know, Kansas city still had arguably, you know, one of the best, if not the best offense after losing their, and, and I, it's, it's painful, it's painful for me to actually start talking about, um, you know, a Kansas city team that I want to despise, but they, uh, they, they played, you know, really well this year, even losing after losing their, their number one wide receiver, you know, they brought in several rookies um, and made a splash. Um, they have uh, Pacheco at running back that, you know, ended up working out really well for them, too. So I'm just, you know, interested, you know, in to letting seeing him be let go. But, um, you know, it's it might be up to him to decide, you know, like I want to go because I want an opportunity to show that I am the play caller. I am, you know, making right. my name known um, and something that's going to give him more of an opportunity um, so that he be- can become that, the head coach somewhere. Uh, I hate the, the fact. Thing, yeah. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I hate the fact that he still is getting overlooked. Um, but other than that, what I was just going to say is that my, my surprise was Dallas letting go of Kellen Moore. Um, I was actually really surprised that, you know, they had a decent offense. And after one year of or maybe it was his second year, um, I think I can't remember quite a, uh, right away. But for him to be uh, to be let go was a little surprising to me. Now, Kellen's been there for a little bit. Um, I think he, he was a quarterback was, coach. Yeah, first he was a player then... there, quarterback coach brought up. They, they elevated him to O.C., so they wouldn't leave. There were some places looking for him. He was kind of the hot assistant at the time. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to touch on that in a second, but just real quick to rewind real fast to the Bianami situation. If Andy Reid was a defensive coach, I think maybe Bianami gets a shot sooner. But it's almost like I think people are 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 holding him back because they believe he's he's successful because Andy's successful. Yeah. So yeah. does he have to go elsewhere away from Andy Reid? Um, is that fair? Probably not. But it's probably what he needs to do career wise, and and have success elsewhere. And then you know move into that into that talks or whatever of being a head coach. But as far as Dallas goes, you have to understand Jerry Jones, and and Jerry Jones is very very he's going to do what he has to do to make his decisions seem proper. So when he signed Dak Prescott to that big deal, he was betting on Dak being the quarterback that they needed him to be to get him back to the Super Bowl. So they have Kellen Moore, and you look at the offense, you look at Dak Prescott, his production uh, not where they want it turns the ball over too much. Um, you know, there's, there's games where he plays really, really well, but he has too many games where he, he, yeah. he, he lays an egg. So you go ahead and you have Mike McCarthy, who's your head coach. Who's been an offensive play caller in the league. Who's coached Aaron Rodgers and the likes. Um, Kellen Moore becomes a scapegoat in this situation. Oh yeah. Um, you know, to get, to get Dak Prescott to really understand and see if Dak Prescott can be that quarterback, we've got to get him with somebody else. So now, McCarthy's going to call the plays. Uh, Kellen Moore moves on. I mean, he gets fired and gets a job within 24 hours out in mm-hmm. San Diego and actually, uh, for all intents and purposes, trades up as far as talent goes. Quarterback, at the quarterback level. yeah. Actually, so, and and wide receiver, too. I mean, right, you know, right. uh, obviously we don't know if Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams would both be back. But, right. um, 
he definitely has a, I think an upgraded, you know, roster. Um, the, the question becomes, you know, whether or not everyone remains healthy and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what Kellen can do if he goes there and, uh, still lays an egg. Um, then obviously, you know, uh, Dallas saw what, what I am not seeing, but, well, um, Dallas now, Dallas is now in a make or break year. So if this doesn't work out, then McCarthy's gone. Dak is probably going next. Then we go ahead and reload. So, uh, a lot of pressure on that offensive side of the ball in Dallas this upcoming season. Right. All right. Well, on Thursday night, we had the NFL honors. Uh, I, ironically, I had created, uh, this little graphic on, on Thursday before it aired. And instead of winner, I had product, had a prediction going for, for all of these. And the one that I was wrong with was a comeback player of the year. Um, I, you know, Geno Smith had a great year uh, in the beginning of the year. I think the end of the year, he kind of fell off a little bit. So I was a little surprised that he still won. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey um, deserved it. I think that he um, showed, you know, why uh, San Francisco traded for him. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely felt like him and Saquon both kind of had more of a, an argument for comeback player of the year than Gino, but um, you know, congratulate Gino had, uh, like I said, a great season uh, and he's probably going to get paid to, uh, to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, which is kind of crazy to me, but um, you know, good for him. And uh, you know, no, no other surprises. I think uh, the jets are completely loaded with young talent. Um, it pains me to say it, uh, but they are, uh, I don't know whether or not Nathaniel Hackett's going to do much um, for that offense, but I hope not. Um, and then coach of the year, you know, uh, some people said that Sean McDermott was slighted. I don't think so. I think when you go into a season and you expect Super Bowl and you uh, get knocked out in the second round, yes, he had so much that he went, um, you know, that went against him uh, this year with, you know, weather and the situation, not only with, you know, uh, Kim Pagula, but then with DeMar, um, he had to go through all that stuff with, you know, our punter at the beginning of Riza at the beginning of the season, just so much adversity that I, you know, felt like he deserved, uh, you know, the nod. But if you're not looking at that, uh, if you're looking at more of the the game aspect, um, you know, Dable did something with the Giants that none of us thought he was going to do in the first year. And, uh, you know, for them, they had an easier schedule. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I, he was, he was deserving. Um, I, unfortunately the coach of the year awards not given for compassion and empathy. It's given for wins and losses. Um, and when you have a team that talented, that kind of, uh, fades at the end of the season and loses in the second round of the playoffs, you don't deserve the coach of the year award. Um, I have no problem with Dybul. I think that um, he did a wonderful job in, in New York. I also think that Doug Peterson did a great, Peterson did a great job in Jacksonville um, and the likes. I think my biggest complaint, um, I don't know. I guess you, I mean, how can you, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. We talk about the Super Bowl because I think it's what the game comes down to. But um, you give the, the MVP award to Mahomes. I, I just had a, I don't know if that's a kiss the ring thing or whatever. And I know he had a great year. I mean, he led in all kinds of statistical categories, but um, where are the Eagles without Jalen Hurts? Um, that is, and I can't, God, it's like I'm having an out-of-body experience. I can't believe I'm saying that. Where are the, you know, where are the Eagles without him? Um, they're nowhere to be found. Um, his play has elevated that football team to an amazing level. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the only area that I was a little bit questionable about. The rest of it, some of its popularity contest. I agree with you on the comeback player of the year. I thought Christian McCaffrey deserved it. I even thought Saquon Barkley deserved it over Gino. Yeah, that's um, what I said. I Gino, running backs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Gino's a feel good story, and he's kind of a dinosaur, and he's you know he's come back and all that. But uh, man, um, I, I, it's it's hard for me to not pick those other two guys in that spot. But everything else yeah. is pretty much status quo. Yeah. How did you feel about the new Pro Bowl? Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I watched some of it. I think it was I think it was fun. I mean, I really do believe that you have to somehow, some way, reward the guys that make all pro. Um, you know, back in the day, it was really, really nice to go to 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 Hawaii. It kind of became a strain, I think, over over the years. They kept kind of doing the same thing. 
Then they tried to reinvent it in the United States by going to warm weather states. Um, but it was fun. I mean, the yeah. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing that it did was like, my, I have 12-year-old twins, right? If you're out there and they're doing like, um, oh, I don't know, the old days where the guy's driving the golf cart across the field and they're throwing the ball, trying to hit the targets and all those different things, they probably look at the TV and turn around and run out. But when they saw that these these men as big as me throwing water balloons back and forth to each other, and, and whoever whoever could pass it the most times won. I look over, they're sitting in the chair like they're looking at the TV like this is great, you know. Yeah. So I think it did capture the imagination of a lot of the younger people, especially the kids, which is cool because we want kids to enjoy football. But this episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. In all actuality, it was it was kind of a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, mixed, like a little bit mixed feelings. Um, I like the new format with it being like little competitions. I don't yeah. like. I didn't like all of the competitions. I thought some of them were corny. Right. Um, but where I was think that where was the three legged race in the in the freaking yeah, sack race? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but. You know, back in the day, I remember, and, and this is like, I, I can't tell you a Pro Bowl that I remember in the last 20 years, but, you know, back in the day, they used to have the big men, you know, strap the, you know, the harnesses to them and, you know, tow in a freaking, you know, 18 wheeler, yeah. you yeah. know, truck. And they yeah. had the, um you know, fastest man race. And then the, the quarterback would, cool. would do the would do the competitions. Yeah. I still like the competition aspect. And we did a lot of talking about this, um, you know, during, you know, during the pro bowl, um, you know, I still want the competition, you know, aspect of it, but I want it to be fun. And I, I think that having everybody with their helmets off and joking and laughing, and that is something, um, that you don't get to see normally. And as much as I watch football, there was a couple of players that I was cracking up laughing. I'm like, if I was walking down the street and I passed them, I would not know who they were because I, <laughs> I, I, you don't see ever yeah. see him talking. And I'm like, I would have never known that such and such looked that way. And um, so I, I like the idea of, you know, them having a good time and joking and let, you know, um, I actually did only watched a little bit of the, the flag football game. Um, I was flying back uh, on Sunday and then, you know, uh, everything else, you know, started to, to happen when I got home, I was just dead tired. So um, I only watched a little bit um and more of the second half and you know obviously some highlights and stuff some people you know have have issues with it but i'll tell you what it got enough i think enough uh viewership and enough people commenting about it that it'll be back that way next year as well what was it when we were kids battle of the network stars is that what it was when they went out and they ran the you had like all these different um sports people and actors and stuff yeah run the hundred and like you said i think that'd be awesome like tug of wars or you know and like get up on the get up on the uh the like those perch like the uh, what was it like the old gladiators like the old american gladiator show like beat each other with those big right still competitions you know i don't i don't need to see you know an egg throwing contest or water you know or walking with an egg on a spoon i don't need that crap but i think that like if it's still um if it still you know leads you to the competition and it still leads into something with you know the position that they play we we joke all the time about who's the fastest man is it is it cheetah you know or is it you know whoever compares themselves to him all the time 
Um, or, you know, who throws farther? Is it Josh or is it Mahomes? Like we, we go back and forth with all these, you know, questions and stuff, put it to bed. You know, I, I, I think it would be fun and interesting. I will, um, say this. I will say this, Sarah, I, I would, Bill's fans would hate me because if I was Josh Allen, I would never be anywhere near that place. Cause I would be at the AT&T on Pebble beach every year. Oh yeah. And <laughs> I mean, like, I, would, I, I think honestly, I think honestly, he just he he probably wouldn't have been there either. He probably right. would have rather be in Arizona <laughs> for the Super Bowl. Um, but right. you know, so hopefully uh, he doesn't have a question next year. Hopefully it's he, we're in Vegas for the right. for the Super Bowl Fifty Eight. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just I, I felt it was interesting. You had a couple of players who were not you know happy um, with the the new format, and some called it corny and whatnot. But no one wants to see people, you know, get hurt. And, um, you know, when the game doesn't matter, it really, you know, why put your your body at risk like that? So I'm glad they took the game away, um, the actual, you know, physical game away. So that I'm actually happy about. Um, but, you know, have a fun weekend. I don't think it should be spread out Thursday to Sunday. I no. think, you know, Saturday and Sunday – Saturday, you go out and have, you know, the stupid games that everyone's laughing about. And then on Sunday, have a flag football game, you know, yeah. and enjoy. So no, it was cool. I enjoyed it. But uh, but yeah, so I mentioned that, you know, I was uh, coming back from the Senior Bowl on on Sunday. Um, definitely an amazing experience, uh, you know, being able to not only watch the the practices, um, but being able to to talk to some of the players um, was really cool. Uh, I, w- I was a little in my head, I think, uh, when I first, you know, got there, um, you know, thinking about, like, what do I ask? What do I do? Uh, but then I went back into the room for the the second go around of, of interviews and stuff and was able to actually talk to a couple of the players. And, um, you know, it was, it was a, a fun experience, you know, asking, you know, a couple questions hearing some stories uh and you know they were they were nervous too so it was uh you know you could tell that some of the players don't get that attention especially the smaller you know smaller schools so um you know it was definitely a fun experience but you know i went in with some favorites to to you know to look at and came out with a couple new favorites uh you know, and obviously we can, we're going to be talking about these guys, you know, heading into the combine and then heading into uh, the draft. Um, the senior bowl, you know, guys are going to stick out to me just because I got to see them. They're going to, you know, the, the names are going to stick out. They're not all going to be the best players. They're not going to be all taken in the first round. Actually, most of them probably won't, you know, the whole, the, the big thing about uh, senior bowls to, to up your stock. And, um, some of these guys really did. Some of these guys were slated for second, third, fourth round. And there's a couple that, you know, they believe now has uh, kind of pushed them into first and second round. So uh, it's definitely an experience. These guys went out and played their butts off on, on Saturday. Uh, it You know, th- it's one of those things that they know that they're playing for something. So whereas the Pro Bowl, we were just talking about, you're not playing for anything. This, they're they're playing for their, their livelihood at the ne- next level. So um, definitely a great experience. Uh, I'm still going back and forth about whether or not, you know, the combine is going to happen. With me being sick this this whole past week, uh, not feeling up to it, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a, a step behind of whether or not I'll go to the combine. But I'm definitely at the draft. Um, but the combine I think is, is worthy of, uh, of attendance. Um, I've watched the combine, um, for 20 plus years and, you know, like maybe even longer now that I'm thinking about my age, um, and I've really gotten into it. So, uh, the opportunity with it being there, I'm, I'm excited, but, uh, definitely some interesting, you know, storylines, uh, throughout the week, the, the person I wanted to see the most, um, was uh, Roshan Johnson, and unfortunately, he broke his hand the the first day. So um, he was he still played through it the whole that whole day, but uh, I wasn't able to see him day two or three. So I was a little upset about that. But you know, other than that, um, you know, 
do you have any questions? Do you want to know my my opinions on anything? Well my, biggest, well, my biggest thing is, and this is something I wanted to ask you, and and I think that you now have gotten a inside view, uh, maybe some of our some of the people that watch the show, some of the Bills Mafia faithful, the fans and stuff. You have you've gotten a view of things that though they do not get, and I don't think that anybody understands the amount of attention and pressure and almost lack of uh, I don't know what the word I want to uh, want to use is uh, intimacy or whatever but it's the fact that everything you have these kids walk out there and everything they have is now it's an open book it's just out in the open there are no I mean the how I mean everything they do is scrutinized how they walk how they talk how they yeah. sit down how they stand up all these things their accents everything is just scrutinized to a level <laughs> that nobody understands right and I think that now that you see it, it's like the amount of people that are at these place these these events to and evaluating talent and everything it just goes to show you how crazy it is and and just how uh I don't know just how Maybe the word that I want to use is evasive uh, to a person. I mean, it's you know, you you there are there are no there are no secrets anymore. I mean, everybody is is you know, by the time this is over and you go to the combine and everything else, they're going to have a complete look at you on the inside, the outside, yeah. up you, down you, the whole nine yards, right? So yeah. I, I think that that was probably the biggest thing. I mean, when you went in there, just the amounts, the massive amounts of just information and just how in depth and how close you can get to these guys to evaluate talent to get ready for a draft. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, for the media breakfast, um, that you, you know, they had a panel of, uh, five guys, you know, at a time, but all the players were in there. So you could walk up and just start talking to, to whoever you want. And then they would do the, um, so they did the national team and then the American team again, five guys, and then you can walk around and just, and talk to, you know, certain people. Um, and you know, it, it goes to show like the, um, the certain questions you have, you know, the very, you know, who do you model your playing style after? And then you have right. the, the other people are, you know, they ask Mouch, uh, the offensive lineman, how did you lose your front teeth? And, you know, like, so really like the, no question is, is off book, you know? So, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely fun, but you know, probably nerve wracking for them because they probably don't know, is there a wrong answer right. in this moment? Um, right. so, but you know, it, it's, like I said, it was definitely a, a really cool experience. Um, I went into, uh, into mobile with, you know, certain players that I wanted to, to watch out for, uh, definitely had people on my mind for, for the bills. Um, I put, down at the the ticker down at the bottom, um, some of the the safeties and defensive backs um, that you know I definitely had caught my eye. Um, for those people who don't watch this the Senior Bowl or um, don't really get into any of it, you know these are some names that you'll probably be hearing down the road. Uh, Darius Rush, he was voted the American team's uh, uh, safety of the well defensive back of the week um, by the other players. So he um, was also the fastest. He was the fastest guy on the field all the time during practice, during the game. Um, and, and I mean that legitimately, he was the fastest guy. They, they all wore um, technology to, to track every aspect of yeah. the GPS practices models. and everything. Yeah. And uh, how many yards they ran for the whole entire practice, uh, how fast they went, you know, miles per hour um, for a, uh, for a defensive back for him to be the fastest guy said, you know, said something. It really did. Uh, he's also a, a big guy. He's, he's not, you know, a, a five, 970 pound um, defensive back. So he, the fact that he is, you know, more lengthy, more heavy and still running that fast. Um, yep. What intrigued me with him is every time we saw him go up against somebody he was stride for stride, um, no matter how fast, no, how, you know, whether it was from the slot, from the corner or from the safety position, he played all of it. So um, he's just very, you know, versatile, um, would always, uh, one of the big things that I noticed with him is he could be going stride for stride downfield and the wide receiver would make a cut 
it's like he was in his head. Like he knew to make the cut at the same time. He was just really, really on top of it. Um, he definitely upped his his draft stock. Uh, Jamie Robinson from FSU. I have my ups and downs with him, obviously, as an FSU um, person. But, uh, you know, he has upped his stock, too. Um, he, he, he was spectacular in special teams. Uh, so was Tyreek Stevenson. Um, I have to put my FSU and my UM people together uh, so I can say one hateful thing and then one one great thing. Uh, no, Stevenson, actually, um, we we sat next to, or I should say I sat next to his parents on my flight back uh, to Fort Lauderdale. Um, I kind of felt like it was them. There was, a, there was a little bit inside of me that was like, you know, uh, he had a Reese's um, uh, Senior Bowl hat on. So I, you know, made a joke and then uh, they made the comment that their son was in it. And I, you know, was like, you know, who's your son? And they were like, Stevenson. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I went to UM, huge UM fan. Uh, Tyreek, you know, is going to do great things. He was a um, corner in, in college. I have a feeling that he'll probably pay, play safety at the next level. So he's definitely someone in the later rounds, um, probably, well, I would say mid rounds, probably fourth round. He might have upped his um, his stock too, just because of his special teams play. Uh, him and Robinson, um, they both had a spectacular down punt in the first half, um, where they ended up inside the one. It was, you know, kind of, you know, beautiful teamwork between the two of them. Uh, very intriguing prospect there. Um, Chris Smith, I actually got a chance to talk to uh, during the media day. So he's another person. He's Ohio State, so, you know, close to home. But um, he's definitely, he was a captain uh, in uh, at Ohio State, which is a big deal um, to, you know, to be a leader of, you know, such a dominant team. So uh, he, he impressed me, just his talking. Um, he was a very confident, you know, person. He seemed, you know, 20 two-ish or 23-ish going on 30. Um, he was just really cool demeanor. Um, but the uh, the one person that I wanted to point out, oh, there, I was trying to figure out who, who was the last person uh, as the names went by the, the screen, Jay Ward. Uh, LSU, um, again, he's another person that is versatile. He played at pretty much every DB um, position. So that'll be somebody that we can uh, keep our uh, eyes out for as well. Um, we know that, you know, McDermott likes the, the people that can play multiple positions. Um, and he's definitely another one of those, those guys that, that can play. Um, and again, these are guys that we saw at the senior bowl. So, you know, at pick 27, are we going to pick one of these guys? Probably not. Um, there is a good opportunity. Um, you know, there, there are definitely other safeties that I would have on my board before these guys. Um, but I think that these guys definitely, uh, have improved their, their drafts, you know, stock. Um, I do see a couple of them going maybe end of the first, but, um, most likely second round, third round, uh, they have definitely upped their, their stock, um, that way. Um, the last name I see going, well, second to last Anthony Johnson, he actually had a pick during, um, practice and during the game. And the, the one during the game was a pick six. So his name has definitely been flashing. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about him over, you know, over the past week. So, um, it, you know, and again, I'm going to have my favorites because the ones I got to talk to are going to definitely stick out a little bit more. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, how, was the, we're gonna... how was the physicality? How was the physicality of practices? How was the how did they get after it? Did they hook it up? Are they in full pads yeah. every day? Shells? Um, what did it they, was, how was the physicality of the, of the thing? It was pretty crazy. Um, but the guys hyped it up. So, uh, if there if people seem to be bringing it down a notch, um, I went on Thursday and I was, uh, I was sitting pretty much, I was sitting by myself, but there was two guys behind me and, um, you know, they were making a comment that, you know, they don't seem to be as into it as they have been the last two days, blah, blah, blah. Well, then they do um, this one drill where, you know, they line up on both sides of pretty much the hash marks, uh, you know, national team, American team. Um, and they do one on they do these one on one drills. Well, the first people get out there and, you know, at this point, you can't even see the the players themselves because there's like a wall um, on, on both right. hashes. 
And all of a sudden you hear someone get drilled and everyone goes, whoa. <laughs> and everyone on the line, I actually have a video and I'll, I'll actually post it to Twitter. Um, everyone in the two lines, they just got hyped up and they're all screaming and everyone's, you know, going crazy. And practice changed. The second you hear, you know, you heard that hit right. and like it was just, it was, you know, obviously some, something spectacular happened. Um, they they just went and it was like, you know, a, a light switch went off and, and they changed um, how they, you know, how they were going about the practice. So uh, definitely you know, I think there are people that realize that they need to, um, you know, they need that they have eyes on them the whole time. So, you know, whether or not everyone else was kind of letting, you know, letting their guard down, the the two players that went at it were like, nope, we're not going to let our guard down. We're just going to go out there and um, and be, you know, be us. And it, it, like I said, it changed the whole dynamic of that, you know, that practice. So um, the physicality was there. You know, I think that there might be some concerns, you know, there was a couple of, uh, couple of injuries. Um, like I said, Roshan Johnson, you know, broke a bone in his hand. Um, uh, Dewan Jones, I think his was more of a, an illness, but he was, uh, he was out there the first day and most of the second day, but then, um, but then, you know, didn't go, uh, past that. Um, so I think that, I think I heard his was an illness, you know, so, you know, people get a little nervous that there's going to be, you know, you're going to get injured and that's going to, that's going to ruin your, your draft stock, you know, as well. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, you know, yeah, you heard them going, uh, going hard at times. So it was, that, that was fun. Yeah. It's funny how those things happen. I mean, it's a, obviously everybody's trying to get drafted higher. Everybody's trying to get noticed. And the, and one of the, one of the best ways and easiest ways in football anyway, to get noticed is to bring it is to bring that physicality yep. to practice. So that's cool. I'm glad you got to experience it. Um, combine wise, I have no problem watching the combine on TV. Um, I, I think it'd be great to go, but to be honest with you, you can only watch so many forties. You can only watch so many vertical jumps. Yeah. To me, it just gets, it gets a little mundane over time, but it's another one. I mean, it's another pressure cooker on these guys. It's another, I think these events and and I think I think what people it goes back there's a lot of coaches that coach this way there's a lot of coaches that do things like this it also happens with these evaluation events it's how does a person react to stress and I think that the biggest thing that they do with these events with the players are they really put them in stressful spots and they try to create stress and chaos to see how they 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 uh they come along and um, you know, perform. And it's one of those things, Sarah, where, um, you know, if, if you can perform in, in that type of an arena, then you can perform, um, you know, anywhere you can be in, you know, yeah. anything can happen in the game and you can be fine. So that's another thing you're trying to evaluate, but that's great. I'm glad you got to do, uh, to do it. We will talk about the combine. Um, we'll talk about that coming up. Um, who's getting invites and all those different things, some evaluations. Yeah. So. Um, Quickly, I just wanted to go through um, the just you know a couple of names uh, on offensive line because I know we're all pretty excited to to hopefully revamp our offensive line. Um, names that stood out to me: uh, John Michael Schmidt was crazy all week. Like, I mean, all week he there was not a down moment for him. Cody Mouch, which you mentioned um, him, I was looking forward to to meeting him um, just because you <laughs> talked about him the week before. Uh, he is a guy, red hair, no teeth, no front teeth, um, big guy and was controlling everything all week long. He was, uh, he definitely upped his stock. Um, some people have him going in the first. Um, I don't like it. I, I think that, you know, we could definitely wait to the second. I just don't know if it would be for him. Um, I think that he's, you know, kind of in, in the betweens, um, you know, uh, between our first pick and our second pick, unfortunately. Um, and then Osiris, uh, Osiris Torrance, um, he, I got to speak to him, um, as well. Uh, he, you know, talked about putting on, you know, putting on weight and, um, now needing to probably lose it at the, the next level. Um, he was another one that was pretty much stout his whole time. He's a big guy. 
Um, Dewan Jones was great in practice, but we obviously didn't get to see him um, play in the game. And then I, my wow moment was Ma- uh, Matthew Bergen um, from Syracuse. Uh, he opened up a beautiful, uh, it was a, a run play, and he opened up a hole. Um, and uh, uh, Tajay Spears ended up uh, scoring on the play. It was just you know, perfect, uh, the way, uh, he created the hole and it was all him. Um, it was definitely leverage. You can see, you know, I, uh, I tweeted out the, the video, um, very, very, very good play. So those are some names, uh, obviously that I look forward to, uh, to seeing hopefully in a one, one or two of them in a Bills uniform, um, running backs, Tajay Spears just literally was the show. Um, he was, you know, every single day in, in practice, he was the running back that everyone was talking about. Um, I think that during the game, uh, Chase Brown and uh, uh, Eric Gray, um, they were the two that, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, were making comments about. I still love the idea of Chase Brown. Um, if, you know, I, I think that it kind of goes up between him and Roshan Johnson for me, um, as a different kind of change of pace to, um, to cook, I don't think that Singletary will be back. So I think that we definitely need to look at running back. I just don't think it'll be in the first round. Now, if, uh, uh, Bijan Robinson ends up being available at 27, I doubt it. But if it happens, um, I think that he is uh, going to make an impact on a team. So I would say it's not a, it's not a reach. Um, he'll probably be way off the board before then, but, um, he was not at senior role. He didn't need to be at senior, um, at the senior bowl. Uh, but I definitely look forward to him. And then other than that wide receiver is the, the one that, you know, the other one that everyone's talking about, uh, Michael Wilson, uh, from Stanford, he has only played, I think six games in the last couple of years. Um, so he needed to show out and he did, um, he was on, you know, everyone's radar. He had a great showing, um, Jalen Reed, Jaden, Jaden Reed, uh, was another one. And then, uh, everyone called him, him tank, uh, Nathaniel Dell. He was also another one, um, that everyone was talking about during the week. I personally still love, um, Hutchinson. So I am looking forward to seeing if we can get, um, him maybe a little bit later, uh, out of Iowa state. I think he's the perfect size. Um, kind of reminds me, you know, of, um, I don't want to say, a you know, thinned out. He's, he's one of those guys that, um, he runs routes a lot like, um, like Diggs does, but he's a little taller and I got a little bit more, uh, body mass to him. So for him to be that big, um, and it's not really big, but he's six two, but, um, for him to be that big and still running routes the way, the way, you know, I, I saw him running routes. I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, so those are pretty much my, my picks, you know, going into, um, going into the, the draft, obviously we'll find out who, you know, who we get in free agency. And then we have the people that are not in the senior bowl that we'll be able to look at a little bit more, um, after the combine. And, uh, I can't wait to do our first uh, mock draft to see who we can end up with. Well, um, my shirt says trench mafia. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about the trenches, uh, when we talk about this su- Super Bowl in a minute, but, um, as far as the bills go, um, and by the way, great evaluation of the players that you saw at the senior bowl, especially those, uh, DBs and, and also the offensive line. But, um, I, I, for one, um, I, for one, we, we've got to build our line back where it needs to be. We've got to get our offensive line where it needs to be. And the other area of concern, and you talked about both of them, one being the the O-line. The other one is our safeties. We're going to have to find safeties because we're going to lose one, probably two, um, and they're both stars. Um, and if that's the case, we're going to need to bolster that area as well. So uh, we'll get more into that. I think this draft is extremely – valuable in the middle rounds. I think you can get a ton of talent at O-line in the middle rounds and some other areas in the middle rounds. I'm not sure that there's just those bona fide. So there's, there's not as many bona fide first round superstars. I don't think in this, in this draft, but there's a lot of really, really good productive football players we'll be able to get a hold of later. So um, let's shift to the Super Bowl. What everybody yes, wants sir. to talk about. 
<laughs> Obviously, Super Bowl tonight in Arizona. Is Spence going to be, be there. out there? Is Spence going to be out there with Rihanna at the uh, at halftime? <laughs> I'm sure he wishes. <laughs> Spence, if you're going to be, if you're the surprise guest, everybody's trying to figure out who the surprise guest is going to be with Rihanna. Some are saying it's going to be Eminem. Some are going to be. I think it's going to be Spence. There you uh, go. Drop Spence from the roof of the. Uh, <laughs> going to drop Spence from the roof of the dome, uh-huh. and he will be in Rihanna's halftime show. But anyway, well, actually, Spence in the comments said she's coming over after after the yeah. uh, Super Bowl. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Eagles minus one and a half. Um, I think this shapes up to be a tremendous game. Um, a lot of uh, there's a lot of things to look at, Sarah. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think it really, you know, all these different areas you can talk about, and we will in a second, but um, really this is what it comes down to. Do you have the guts? Do you have the intestinal fortitude? Do you have the the cajones to bet against Patrick Mahomes? Because this is what it's about to (laughs) This is the Eagles versus Mahomes. Um I watch Mahomes game after game after game. Will these guys to victory? Um, and believe me, it's funny. I've looked at a lot of national picks. I've looked at a lot of guys, respected guys that break down games. And every one of them, um, amazingly, are picking. A lot of them are picking the Chiefs. And a lot of them are saying the same things. And they all say, I'm an idiot if I pick against Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. convince me why we should. Um, well, I'm probably the idiot. Uh, I believe you. I'm going to, I'm going to give my pick away. I'm an idiot too, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I honestly think that Philadelphia is overall more of a well-balanced team. I think that they have stars at pretty much every position. Um, and I think that it's, it goes, it's a team versus one player. Um, you know, I honestly think that Philadelphia um, is, you know, like I said, they're they're I'm I'm stumbling over the reasons why because there's a part of me that is also saying that I'm probably a fool too um, because I don't want the Chiefs to win, um, and and it is Mahomes, but I do honestly think that with with Hurts being healthy, with their running game, um, and, and Granted, Kansas City has stepped up. Their defense is, you know, has stepped up. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, Frank Clark, they, they, I'm, I have no problems, you know, with the way that, um, that the Chiefs uh, defense has been playing as of late. But for the most part, they got ran over most of the year. And I think that that's going to continue. I think Sanders is, and, and Hertz are going to destroy them. Um, and if they do, I think that uh, it's they're going to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand, and and you know I think that that's the the key to victory um, is obviously control the the timing. Um, the biggest thing also is going to be t- turnovers. They have to make sure that they you know don't turn the ball over and protect you know protect Hurts at all costs. Uh, like I again, uh, Jones and Clark have had really good years, um, you know, and they've been getting to the quarterback. So now, you know, you're testing basically Philadelphia's line, which I think is one of the better lines in, um, in the NFL to make sure that Hertz remains, remains clean. Um, and if not, then it's going to be Hertz, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, healthy enough to, to get out of the pocket and to, you know, to make something happen with his legs. You know, you look at this game, and and there's so many things you can talk about. You can talk about Andy Reid against Nick Sirianni. Andy Reid, the consummate head coach, multiple years in the league, multiple Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl champion against a guy who has had one single season of success that tends to run hot, that tends to have rabbit ears and, and, and loses his cool a little bit. Um, is he going to be able to stay focused, be patient, and, and and do those things in the biggest game of the year where there is a ton of stress and there is a ton of chaos. Uh, you know, you look at this, it's almost kind of like a UFC fight. Like last night was UFC 284. This is the undercard. That's the first of five fights. Then you talk about the Chiefs O-line versus the Eagles O-line. And the Eagles O-line that when Lane Johnson plays, I think is probably the best in, in the NFL 
um, Jordan Maialata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, who probably ends up in the uh, Hall of Fame, Isaac, uh, Isaac Ciamato, and Lane Johnson. Um, then the Chiefs O-line, Andrew Wiley, who amazingly teams can rework offensive lines and can stay you know, stay better and, and get better and have success. Wiley's the only holdover from their, uh, from their Super Bowl offensive line. The last time they went, you know, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe, uh, Joe Tooney. And then you got Brown on the other side, Orlando Brown Jr. You got that matchup. You got Holmes versus Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I, again, Jalen Hurts is playing at a, at a, at a MVP level which is amazing to me. And that just goes to show you with Sirianni. And then the, I'll use your, I'll use your line. The offensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> <laughs> have done for, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. I am have not done, have done for him, you know? And so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a tremendous matchup. Uh, you know, I think it comes down. The keys come down to red zone success. You know, when you're in the red zone, in games like this, you have to score touchdowns, right, Sarah? I mean, you got to do it. You got to put points yeah. on the board. It's kind of what bit the Bills a little bit later in the season. Their red zone yeah. went away. Um, Eagles got to score touchdowns. Here's another thing that's amazing to me. 78 sacks by the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Like 20-some more sacks in the next closest yeah. team in the NFL. That's tremendous pressure put on the opposing quarterback. I don't know. I know they've had an extra week to heal. I still think Mahomes is not going to be 100%. I don't believe Jalen Hurts is anywhere near 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, I still think that – I was going to say, I still think that the two best teams – and it's, it pains me to say it yes. – but the two best yes. teams are finally in the Super Bowl together. Yes, yes. Um, that's a great point. Yep. You know, and, and I think that that's uh, why there are some people that are struggling to dis, you know determine who's going to win this game and why right. that the point spread is so low. Um, right. It, it could have been a pick. It literally could have been a pick em, um with with no spread, uh, in my opinion. It, it's pretty that much evenly matched up. Um, again, though, I still think that Philadelphia overall um, is just a, a twinge better. It's just whether or not, you know, they can put all the pieces together out on the field. So, Right, and the Eagles, you know, they bring in Nick Fangio this week to help them uh, sign him to a two-week contract to help them prep for this game. Um, you know, Eagles do have an advantage rushing the football. I think they run the ball very, very well. So it's just it, it, there's so many things that are it's so similar, and and it, it's it's going to come down. I think it's really going to come down to quarterback play. It's going to come down to quarterback play. It's going to come down to turnovers. Um, this is really a game of what it's all about. I don't think you can really get into um, too much, and really, I mean, for every advantage you find for the other team. You can find something else for the other team. But it's, like I said, it's like yeah. UFC 284. It's O-lines, D-lines, quarterbacks, head yep. coaches. And um, I, I, like, I, I, I like the Eagles by three points. Um, yeah. That's, so you that's made you, you just made the comment that, um, you know, that it comes down to, to quarterback play. I actually agree, but I think that it comes down to quarterback play because of the line play. I think that um, if, if – Philadelphia's defense can get to Mahomes with Mahomes not being a hundred percent. I feel like he's going to get sacked four or five times. And I think that that's going right. to, to, you know, alter the the shape of the game. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to, to watch it. I'm actually excited. You, you know, usually I get in my head a little bit and like the bills aren't in it. I don't, you know, care. I'm just watching it for the, the, the commercials. Right. Um, but I'm actually looking forward to it. I want to see, um, you know, was Philadelphia's season a little bit of a fluke or not? You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, like I said, I, I do think Philadelphia is going to to win. And um, I had the um, I have it 28, 27. So I only have it as a one point. So I actually don't have them covering the, the actual spread. Um, but I do have Philadelphia winning. So. All right. We're going to get going. We uh, definitely have a long slate of uh, shows coming up uh, today. Uh, we have another show coming up at 1 p.m. and another show coming up at 2. So we have uh, the, the chop up coming up next. And then at 2 p.m. we have hump day. 
So everyone should tune in. And uh, Jerry, do you want to take us out? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Um, for Sarah Larson, I am the Big O Jerry Ostrowski. Thanks for listening to the Three Man Rush, which soon will have a new name. Because yes. Only oh, I forgot. Yes, I so, forgot to. <laughs> I'll do it real quick. I'll do it real yes. quick. Uh, very, very soon. Be on the lookout for the um, the new name will be the Line to Gain Show. Yes. And um, it'll be with Sarah Larson and myself, the Big O Jerry Ostrowski, and uh, we'll be bringing you the same great content, all the same information, just with a different banner, a different moniker, different name, and all that. Because yeah. if you can count, folks. There's only, There's only two, two of us. Now. <laughs> There's not three. So, hey, for Sarah, I'm the big O Jerry Ostrowski. We'll be back next week with more right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. And um, have a great day, folks. Enjoy the game. One love.